We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. KJ Podcast, what up my people? Going to give you 25 minutes here, my 49ers thoughts. Let's sit down, put a lot of notes together, watch the tape. Welcome back, OGs of the podcast, people who've been listening to a long time. I've covered Kyle Shanahan for five seasons now. Still talk to people in that building. Still talk to a lot of former players. There's good things happening in the 49ers building. People are not checked out. This isn't the Raiders clown show. We're going to get into the Shanna plan today. Trust the Shanna plan. There's certain elements about what's going on in Santa Clara. The one of five records sucks. Shooting yourself in the foot. Wrong decisions at the end of the games. People still believe there. And that is the number one thing in the NFL building. You cannot win without people bought in. People are still bought into Kyle. We're going to talk Solomon Thomas, Akilah Weatherspoon. There's a couple places the 49ers are mismanaging. They need to be playing draft picks. We'll break down the tape, kind of what the players are doing wrong. The 49ers side of it, like why are they benching these guys? There's some things to get to there. I want to talk Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. He's been under some heat. People in my Twitter mentions are literally arguing all the time. Is it the scheme? Is it the personnel? It's obviously both, but we're just going to put a microscope on kind of some bad plays that have happened, some good plays that have happened. Who's getting credit? Who's not? The defense isn't terrible. They always put together a couple good quarters, but I I do want to touch there. Got to give a shout out to my Blue Wire fam. This team is coming together so quickly. There's podcast networks out there for sure. The Ringer, Colin Cowherd. A lot of it's national talk. You're not going to get as localized, as specific as we are at Blue Wire. 
light years with Andy and Sam. They're a riot on Twitter. Make sure you're following them. Ray Woodson has been getting coaches and players on his Giants podcast every week. Ted Wynn is going to give you exactly what the Raiders are doing wrong on the field. And he's going to break down player by player. He's even, you know, getting into John Gruden, some really bad mistakes going on in that building. Fallon Smith, James Jones, they've had Derek Carr. They've had Andre Ward on. They have great chemistry, went to high school together. And Justin and Carter, the Chase Down Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, we're launching in other cities. We're going to be doing some sports comedy, trying to create some podcast content for you that's worth your time. So spread the news, share us. I love the team we're building. We're going to be dropping some 49ers merchandise later on my Twitter feed, bluewirepods.com. I appreciate you guys. Spread the word. It means a ton. All right, I think this is a perfect week to talk about the Shanna plan, why players are still bought in in San Francisco. 49ers playing the Rams on Sunday. Sean McVay has taken pages out of the Shanna plan. This offense that he's running in LA, he learned from Kyle in Washington. It is a brilliant offense with a rushing attack, really sound blocking, and it attacks defensive adjustments where players have to communicate in motion. You've seen so many plays where it looks like Kyle Juszczyk is blocking, then he goes out and passes. He, this is a system. This is the Shannon plan. It's to run the best offense in the NFL. The Rams are already doing it. Kyle can get the 49ers to where the Rams are today, I think, by year four. I think next year will be a big leap. I think year four, the 49ers will be right there with the Rams as one of the best offenses in the league. You're saying, how? How do you know that? Things are happening this season with the running game that can be sustained for a while. I've been hard on the offensive line. like It's not equaling wins now. But the more I watch this piece on tape, everyone on the offensive line is doing a damn good job at run blocking. Look at Raheem Mostert walking in and doing what they're doing. Listen, other teams aren't going to run the football like the 49ers are. It's a passing league. Why does this matter? It's, it's a Kyle Shanahan system scheme thing. You have to be dominant at running the football. They're not going to do the Todd Gurley approach. And Sean McVay had Todd Gurley. Jared Goff's not a top 10 quarterback. Maybe he's top 15. But they built receivers there. They built the system. They don't have superstars at every position on offense. They have the best running game, the Rams do. The 49ers are close to having one of the best running games in the league. Jimmy G walks back next season and that running game, that piece is already in place and all the progress in 2018 is just, all right, yeah, we can run the football. Leaving 2018 as one of the best rushing teams in the league with CJ Beathard at quarterback when teams can stack the box, when you don't have elite receivers yet, this is going to be a huge accomplishment and it's part of the Shannon plan and he's been preaching it to guys there like... This season does matter. Having success on these play calls, going up to Green Bay, getting that experience, fighting tooth and nail with Aaron Rodgers, that was good for this football team. You're going to see the Rams this week on offense, and you're going to be jealous, but the 49ers are not as far away from that as you think. Brandon Cooks, I'm not ready to call him a superstar receiver yet either. Like They have a deep receiving core. 49ers need to make theirs deeper. They do need a number one guy. If Pettis isn't going to be that guy, he can't, he's not on the field right now. We don't know yet. I think the game's closer on Sunday. 
against the Rams. I, I think they cover the 10-point spread. I think they move the football in the Rams' defense. They haven't been insurmountable. And this is part of the Shannon plan, too. It is impossible to sustain defensive excellence in this league. The Seahawks did it for as long as possible. It was only a short period of, what, three years? Defenses are going to be up and down in the league all the time. It is all about making sure you can score 35 points a game. The Rams and Chiefs are doing that. The Patriots can do that. Eagles have shown ability to do that. If you can do that, you can contend now. The Vikings defense isn't that good this season. Like It's just impossible to build a good defense in today's NFL. And part of the Shannon plan is get this offense to an elite level. Kyle will win a battle with a defensive coordinator 11 out of 16 times a year. I don't hate the direction of the 49ers. They're 1-5. and five. If they screw up the end of the games, they had the worst turnover margin in the league. But they have played close games against... Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers. Let's not forget, they nearly came back against Kansas City. They were driving and a touchdown got overturned. And even C.J. Beathard threw that touchdown. They had Kansas City on the ropes, on the road. This has been a good road football team. They've had some damn tough road games. They didn't get dominated in Minnesota. George Kittle makes that catch. They might win. Whole season could look different. They are a few plays away. The Arizona game was disgusting. There could be more of those wards that pop up and, are, and the feelings could change. But right now, thoughts on the 49ers, thoughts on the Shana plan, I like it. I like it a lot. Things I don't like, Solomon Thomas getting 26 snaps against the Green Bay Packers. Totally get they're trying to win a football game. Akilla Witherspoon's in the same spot now. He suffered a concussion. He's had some injury deals, but they can't figure out either of these two players that they picked really high in the 2017 draft. Kyle and John Lynch are in this thing together. We're not going to go blame game this. We're just going to talk about what's going on on the football field. Everyone's always asking me, why isn't Solomon Thomas playing inside a lot more? He's effective there. And Green Bay was actually his best game with just 26 snaps. I don't think he could win one-on-one inside. He's slow, guys. He is not an explosive player. He's not violent at the NFL level. Tape you saw of him in college using his hands were against much smaller offensive linemen. The transition, the techniques he's using, out on the edge, he gets exposed on bootlegs. I mean, I've watched tape three or four games and, and tried to keep my eye on this guy he doesn't have a nose for the football. He's in there on some runs, and you know he's he can start a pile kind of. He can throw his body towards the ball carrier, but the 49ers are telling you right now he's a rotational defensive lineman. Sheldon Day is better than him inside. Ronald Blair, you're not going to take him off the football field. Two sacks last week. He's now playing an end position much better than Solomon Thomas and Eric Armstead. I told you all along that Eric Armstead wasn't going to be anything. But the point I want to make here is that are you really not going to play Solomon Thomas? Like you're you're giving up. If you don't play him and he plays 26 snaps every game the rest of the season, it's over. He doesn't have any trade value. And what is he ever going to be? You didn't let him play through this pain. You didn't give him enough opportunities. He should be playing all the time. The 49ers are trying to win football games, and they're saying, we can't have Solomon Thomas on the field. I'm saying, 
they should stop trying to win football games so actively and start seeing why our number three overall pick is not fitting in this scheme. Or we completely misjudged his talent on tape at Stanford. It does not transfer to the NFL. That's what it looks like right now. Solomon Thomas, his skill set in college as an interior rusher, that's what he was good at in college. He's getting stonewalled in the interior too, guys. He's better there than edge. He, he was never an edge player. John Lynch thought there was versatility there. It's going to go down as a massive, massive miss, but I, I actually did some research. The number three overall pick has not been good. 2015, Dante Fowler. There's talk the Jags might let him go. He's had eight sacks in one season. That was okay. Blake Bortles before that. Deion Jordan busted for the Miami Dolphins, number three overall pick. Trent Richardson was a bust for the Browns. You had some good ones. Marcel Darius, Gerald McCoy ended up being good D-lineman for a long time. Tyson Jackson, remember that name? I think that was 2009 with the Chiefs. That was a huge swing and a miss on a D-lineman. Salma Thomas is feeling more like a Tyson Jackson, Deion Jordan type of miss for the 49ers. They're not letting him play. They don't know where to play him. His tape doesn't look good. And he j- he's coming off his best game. And this is our discussion about him. What do you have? A tackle for a loss? His name got called a couple times. He got He's going to get exposed on bootlegs all the time. Slow to identify those. And just he's slow on the field. I would play him a lot more. I want... Ronald Blair to play as well. I I mean, I want the best players to play. I see what the 49ers are doing. They can't lie to themselves here, but I just think it's foolish of the 49ers to to quit this early. It's been less than 20 games into this guy's career, about 20 games, and you're saying it's over. It's done. Can they figure out something? Maybe they try him at like Sam linebacker. Do they get him standing up in space instead of those Malcolm Smith snaps? I mean... They've got to try something different here or or let him only focus inside one week. Right now, he's a defensive rotational player. He he is a Ronald Blair. He's a six-round pick. He's playing like a guy that you draft late, and it's, it's just so inexcusable. I talked about – I'm saying it every week. My 49ers would have Harold Landry, and they'd have Jamal Adams. They'd have a different feel. Killer Witherspoon, it's a different situation because he's been banged up. I think Greg Maben has just told you that last drive, he's not worth investing time in. You don't want to just say, all right, we're giving up on a killer Witherspoon because we like Greg Maben. Greg Maben's just as bad. He's going to be just as inconsistent. Might as well ride with your third round pick. I don't know. They, they've played with these guys. I, I keep harping on the, on the Shannon plan. He's got everyone bought in. There's certain defensive players that are going to get alienated every year. I go back to this point too. Defenses are not good in the league. D coordinators are going to start to get fired a lot. When is there going to be a counter surge of defensive talent to go against Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan? That's what the NFL is normally good at. You saw like Buddy Ryan like come up with a 4-6 defense. Obviously those Baltimore defenses back in the early 2000s. Where is the creativity on defense? Seattle scheme works for some teams if you find elite talent. It's tough for a killer, I'm not going to lie. Cornerbacks, to me in the NFL, are either good or bad. A lot of them are bad. It's like hard to be an average cornerback. You're going to get picked on five to six times in a game. Your mistakes are just so glaring. He's just not a starter in the NFL. I didn't believe that hype in the offseason, too. He put some good tape out there in December. Everyone did. 
I don't see the instincts from him on film. He can't play slot cornerback either. You have to ride or die with him. He has no position versatility. This is a tough pick in the third round if this is going to be a miss. I don't see him starting next year. I do think you should be playing him above Jimmy Ward, even though Jimmy Ward had a decent game against the Packers. I think it should be Richard Sherman and Akilah Witherspoon. Let him get picked on. Let him try and fight out of this. These guys are not going to get better on the bench, and then you're just stuck with missed draft picks. If you're okay completely Xing them out, I think that's foolish this early on, but if those guys don't play two or three weeks from now, I mean, the stories are going to write themselves. The 49ers are considering them bust. They're trying to actually win games and be fair and look at the film, like who deserves to play. There are certain regimes that run things that way. I think without Jimmy G, the circumstances are crazy this year. I get it that you have to have the players believing in you. And if there's a weak link, it looks really bad. And I totally get why they're playing the best players. Like that's that's their prerogative. They're allowed to do that. I, I think it's wrong. I think it's the wrong philosophy. You're never going to win five or six games this year. It's not going to break for you. The 49ers are, are a few players away. They're, they're making mistakes too. This is a young football team still. And they're not explosive enough yet on offense. They're nowhere close to the Rams yet in terms of production. Their plays and play designs, when they work, look similar. The Rams are just doing it at a different speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing those guys. I'm playing Solomon Thomas at least 45 snaps a game. I'm playing him, and, and, and I'm starting Akilo. That's the bottom line. Even if they're not productive, you need to go into 2019 and just say, that was it. That, that was a fun experiment. They might even get rid of him. Like, it would be weird. Like, he might be a training camp cut. I think they would get rid of him before then to not make it look that bad. But I would say next year, Solomon Thomas might not be on the roster. Might be, instead of draft and develop, you draft and swung and missed so hard and the bat flew into the stands and hit some old lady in the face. And now you're like, holy shit. Not only do we strike out, we just hurt someone. Sometimes these picks don't work out as I went over and reviewed. Just because you're picking top three doesn't automatically mean it's a slam dunk. NFL draft is a crapshoot. It, it, it's a horrible miss, though. Robert Sala. So this is not all his fault. Look at what's going on here. He has two high-priced rookies from last year are a non-factor for this defense. But his schemes, I think, have been exposed. There's been miscommunications all the time. Why are there blown coverages so early in the game that dictate the tone for the other team? There's holes in the zone where these guys are not communicating well enough. I think the other big issue is clearly the players have not been forcing turnovers. I, I think that is more on Robert Sala. They're never in the right place at the right time. No quarterback is ever getting fooled by this coverage. There's no one just stepping in front of a pass ever. How are quarterbacks not making mistakes ever? No one's getting a fumble ever. This is an NFL team like the 49ers have top 15, top 20 players on their defense. They're not, it's not a personnel thing. Like there's enough NFL players on this team. It's not the, 2017 Cleveland Browns it's not an 0-16 team like this defense should be able to be in better positions I think schematically 
to get interceptions. It's on them more for fumbles, of course, but I think that's a coaching thing too. You're not seeing enough poking going on out there. Like not only on offense are the 49ers putting the football on the ground, they're not getting it back at all. The good news with that turnover thing is normally the next year it swings way back in the other favor. Like it's hard to do this multiple years in a row. Get all these effing turnovers out of the way now when Jimmy G comes back next season. The 49ers are 25th in DVOA. It's universally acknowledged as kind of the best way to measure defenses. That's not good enough. It's going to warrant heavy changes in both personnel and potentially scheme change. I think Kyle's loyal to Robert Sala. I think they could look at switching things up. I don't know if it's Tampa 2. Probably not. I don't know what type of thing they would do. It just seems like players can be put in different spots. Richard Sherman's defending him. Everyone's defending Robert Sala here. They finally got pressure last week, and they look good. This defense looked a lot better when blitzers were able to get to the quarterback. Ronald Blair getting to the quarterback. I mean, think about shutting Aaron Rodgers out in the second and third quarter. He's at home, Lambeau Field. They put like two good quarters on tape every week. The defense gets punched in the mouth. They normally respond. And then they have a letdown in the fourth quarter. That can't be the pattern. They have to be able to put together four good quarters. And then I just go back to they don't have the personnel at cornerback to do it. They're manufacturing pass rush. I don't think you can manufacture your coverage being better. You can get pressure different ways. You can't cover. You can't cover. Quarterbacks these days, wide receivers these days, they'll figure it out. They'll beat you. Right now, Robert Sala, if he can continue last week, saw a lot more stunts. Ruben Foster, Fred Warner. Ronald Blair, it's going to be tough for them to bench Ronald Blair and play Solomon Thomas more this week. The team is going to watch film of that and be like, we have a better player on the bench. I totally get the conundrum that the 49ers are in, that Robert Sala is in. Who's deciding defensive personnel? I think that's a key thing here. I think Robert Sala must be. There's no way Kyle can decide who's playing on defense and call the plays on offense and manage the game. I don't know if that's an issue that Kyle will start to step in. I see that becoming a disagreement philosophically. There's no way everyone is on that side. Hey, we're playing the best players. There's certain people in the organization saying we need to see what our first round picks are. And you know, it's a tough decision for Salah to make. First-time defensive coordinator here. New regime. Trying to keep the GM happy. Don't want to get fired. Like, Bro, I'd be listening to John Lynch right now. He has Jed York's ear. I Actually, I don't think John Lynch could fire anyone on Kyle's staff. So I, I, think, I think Robert Salah is safe. More blitzing, mixing in more man coverage. I'm not totally discouraged here. I, I think it's 60... 5% personnel, 35% Robert Sala right now. We'll monitor that percentage of blame. The cornerback thing and the pass rushing thing, that, that's been personnel mistakes. It's just hard to overcome when you don't have talent at those two positions. KJ Podcast, we are moving. We're, we're talking, we're shaking, we're baking. Trust the Shana plan. You'll see some merchandise come out later today on my Twitter feed. Things are moving in place. This team is going to get a receiver in the offseason. They're going to get another pass rusher, another corner. 
those are three big pieces that they can throw some type of solution at. Those are their three biggest needs, and it's so clear. And Jimmy G comes back, and this run game looks like it does now. Then you're back on pace for your 9-7 and seven season. The hype train comes back in. This has not been a disaster. Things I thought would have been a lot worse without Jimmy Garoppolo. That's credit to C.J. Beathard, too. He's a tough SOB. Please slide. Signing Tom Savage this week is showing CJ like dude you're putting the whole season even in further jeopardy like we need you to evaluate other people you can hit Marquise Goodwin on a 40-yard pattern down the field our other quarterbacks cannot so dude please stay healthy CJ Beathard has made the season watchable Kyle is pulling the strings Kyle is setting this guy up for success he's learning the plays that work with him There's not that many miscues on offense these days. The blocking is good. The turnovers against Arizona are the one kind of standout thing. Offense this season in every game has moved the football. I know that's like, oh, duh, they should move the effing football. But considering all the negative circumstances, yeah, I'm I'm not down on this football team. You can listen to Ted's Raiders podcast. If John Gruden was here and that shit was going on, I would be crushing the team. It's not. Kyle has his team in a good spot. They got to figure out Solly and Akilo, who are probably busts. I mean, let, let's face the facts. Those guys are probably busts. That's going to hurt the regime. Other big point I made today, I do think the first-round pick is going to be an edge rusher, but it's just going to be impossible to have an awesome defense for so long. How Seattle built their team... You've got to do it with those mid-round picks. The Fred Warners, the third-rounders have to be hits. And then you have those guys on a rookie contract for a while. Bring in a bunch of high-priced free agents to try and make this defense better. Not worth it. Get everything Kyle needs to outscore teams. That's the way the NFL is going. The league is changing. In the last two years, the league has changed. Strategies should change and adapt with it. Need to build up the defense, of course. Don't ignore it, but you know all three draft picks... Being on defense, like how it was Ruben Foster, Solomon Thomas, Akela Witherspoon, that's looking like a mistake. Get the right pieces. Get the right value. I still think edge rusher is what you pick in the top five. You normally don't take corner there. You normally don't take receiver there. Edge rusher is what you want. So um, that philosophy hasn't changed. I love talking football with you. I am going to be in D.C. this weekend. I got offered tickets to the Redskins game. Redskins-Cowboys, great matchup. Rarely ever happens. Normally one of those teams sucks. I said no. I'm watching 49ers-Rams. I'm totally invested in this team. Delivering takes on Twitter. I think what we talk about is different than any other 49ers discussion on the internet. I appreciate you. Check out BlueWirePods.com. lot of things happening. Main points. Trust the Shannon plan. The players do. They're still in awe of this guy, of what he's building. The execution will get better. The Green Bay game might go down as the best game of the season. We'll see what happens. I think this game's close against the Rams. I think it's going to be like 36-29. I think the 49ers cover, and it's still in the 30s and 20s. And they don't look ugly. I think Marquise Goodwin has a big game. 
Again, the Rams defense is scary. They're going to wreck some things up front. 49ers do have a good offensive line. Rams do have some soft spots in their defense that Kyle's going to attack. I have not lost faith in this regime. Certain things have been wrong. Clearly, we put the flashlight today on Solomon Thomas and Akilah Weatherspoon. But all in all, the record without Jimmy Garoppolo was always going to be bad. The film and the play on the field has looked much better than 1-5. KJ Podcast, we'll talk to you again next week. Enjoy the game Sunday. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.